0: music, that music again, that can only mean one thing. This is again Men Seeking Tomahawks. It is I, Jack Drastic, alongside my little buddy,
1: Mama's Fancy Boy, <laughs> Danny Franks. How are you? I'm good. I haven't heard that one in a while. I like that one. That's uh, My mom likes it too. That's her favorite one. Oh, man. Favorite name that you call me. She doesn't like the other names you call me. I'm not sure... What that list entails, actually, now that you say that. I
0: remember the MFB, that's about it. (laughs) All right, man. So here we are once again. We had plans for this segment that we've had to toss out the window because we need to kind of discuss a developing story that you and another member of our team the two of you were kind of on a little bit of an adventure and uh, I don't want to give away too much. Cause I don't think we're, I don't think the story's over, but this all revolves around uh, some, it's, this is, I, I just can't really wrap my head around it. How to best give a synopsis here. Someone of minimal, relatively speaking, local fame has gotten into an online feud with one of our good friends. And this is one of the most insane situations that that I can recount. We'll give further detail once we can really put this story together. But the thing I wanted to discuss here, Dan, because we've we've both been observing a multitude of screen grabs of this Wild West shootout that the two of them were having. I could not read it. I, I, I wanted to get your opinion of this. I feel like you're more internet community active and always have been than I am, but reading through this stuff, it got tense. It got in, it got stupid and it got intense. I it was making it was literally making my skin crawl. I cannot handle that level of tension, and I just don't understand people. Maybe like yourself who can. I don't know if you can or not.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a one of the parties was saying you better watch what you say because I tend to be litigious, and oh, another wow. party was like was like linking to court documents from 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 past uh, trials and tribulations that one of the people was involved with. It became. Uh, like mudslinging to the highest magnitude. And now you say it made you uncomfortable. I guess two reasons why I was not uncomfortable. One was because I wasn't really involved, I was more of an onlooker. And oftentimes, because like you said, I am a little bit more involved in some of these social communities and the interwebs and all of this. Oftentimes, I find myself in the middle of things like this, often as the, the mediator or kind of the moderator of these communities that these conversations are happening in. So, kind of. Not that it's coming down on me, but I feel there's a responsibility for what's happening. So I was very happy to see that type of thing going on and being more on the outside looking in. But the other thing is I tend to find myself as uh, a connoisseur of fine reality television. Oh, yes. And there it these is. These are the types of things that uh, you know. my wife and I will watch whatever it is. I'll watch any kind of reality television, often based on dating or relationships. Those are my favorites. And those moments are super tense and uncomfortable and you can kind of tell when it's as a real world would say when people stop being polite and start getting real and and those are the times when my wife's just kind of like oh I gotta like look away or look at my phone because it gets tense and that's when I'm kind of rubbing my hands together and so that was kind of the what I felt here and unfortunately one of our friends was involved, but I want to say he yeah. was he was on in the right we'll put oh it that well way. he he was in the right uh, all subjectivity aside. And he was neither the litigious one or the person who had the court documents about him put up there. Well, it was
0: the other side. And I think he enjoys the the online skirmish about as much as it sounds like you do. But I, man, I just, I've got no stomach for it. I just, ugh, I just, no Well, thanks. I'll keep you updated. How about that? Oh, we will, uh, you know, again, this is a bit of a tease because I think that one day in the near future, we're just going to have to flesh this all out as an episode because it was just... So ridiculous, and I, I I don't even know what to say. Just insanity, just sheer obsan- insanity. So that that is a for a later date. However, for this episode, you, one Dan Franks, you're going to walk us through a bit of a, a a little bit of a home decor 101, aren't you?
1: Yeah. you know, uh, I have a friend actually who moved into a a rather nice house recently and I was looking at some pictures and really admiring how things were decorated. And I do, as I like the reality television shows, I also like the ones about real estate and properties being bought and sold. So I've always admired ways that people are decorating their houses and and those trends and not just the trends, but how fast some of these trends go out of style. And looking around my house and kind of trying to figure out if something was in style or out of style that we made a decision on in this house that we live in now. So I thought it might be fun to impart some of that. Uh, I had done some research trying to decide if we needed to do some updating around the house and thought it would be cool to impart some of that wisdom on the MST faithful. Excellent. I'm a unwashed
0: heathen when it comes to this sort of thing. I've got a couple of ideas, but you're probably going to scoff at them. You're going to tell me, ha, that's so last season, drastic, you fool. There's only one way to find out. Well, let's, let's get into it. But first, uh, I, this is a weird trend we've got going, Dan. But once again, I have brand new, never before heard music for our listeners. Uh, I am making fast friends all over the music world. And this time, I find myself making new BFFs out there in Canada, out there in the, the US's hat. I'm all right with this, too, because these boys, (laughs) it's a uh, rock outfit named Springworks. And uh, this is coming off their upcoming album entitled Antenna Fiction. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you yet again another world debut. Uh, The band is Springworks, and this song is called George. And it is found right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Throw away all the tears weary after the years sunny everywhere Static workplace in air Breathing you into light Receiving your signals tonight Like yeah. a star shining bright Trying to prove Getting what we want to And Learning what they say And I remember Antenna Fiction, released on Spotify and anywhere else June 25th. That was Springworks with the song George. Just a little bit of uh, rock from Canada. And if you would like to hear more from those boys or just about anybody else we play on the show, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. So, Dan, that was... a uh, painting pictures with sound now let's
1: uh decorate the rest of the house shall we <laughs> yeah that really got got me in the mood to talk about some interior design um I it's, might uh, uh high praise high that praise is- I don't design to just anything Jack uh, but that's to true. George I will indeed uh yeah so like I t- like I said um kind of got in this research mode of, of figuring out what kind of interior design styles are coming into coming into favor in 2021 and maybe some of the stuff that's going out of style so that I could make some decisions and wanted to share it with you and share it with the good old MST family and see what you thought about it and see if there's any takeaways we could we could come out of this with and one of them and I'm just going to start so it's seven up seven down seven things coming going out of style seven things maybe coming into style and I wanted to start it off, I rearranged them a little bit. Started off really strong because this is something that every single design television show I've seen, it feels like in the past 10 years has utilized in their design and that's shiplap. You familiar with shiplap? That is a phrase that
0: you hear often uh at like reclamation places and uh Waco where what's your name and what's his face come from and from the entire interior design world so yes i've i've heard of it i can't say that i can
1: exactly say what it is chip and joe those are their names um old chip and joe old chip and joe from the silos rescue and, rangers <laughs> almost uh that's chip and dale but uh now it's chip and joe yeah so shiplap is taking these these wood pieces that were once used to waterproof boats and basically taking those same wood slats and covering entire walls, sometimes entire interior of homes. So you'd recognize them if you saw them, but it's these long horizontal pieces of wood that basically are, are decorational and cover walls and often are painted white. That seems like the way to go these days. And it's funny because I remember back in the day, a lot of the houses in the eighties were built with like wood paneling, wood walls. That's the way you could tell if a home was dated or not, if it had wood paneling in the living room. So I would cedar some cedar. Um, So I always thought it was Mm. funny when this came into style was, Hey, wait, we just took the wood down. Now we're putting it back up, maybe painted or something, but couldn't we have just painted the the wood before? I think that's a good, that's a good example of some of these styles that like come in and go out and come in and go out is when you see, you know, what's old is new kind of thing. Absolutely,
0: that was exactly what I was going to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you wait long enough, anything's going to come back around. Now, let me say something that maybe might not come back around. This is number 2. Fuel, fuel, These fuel. are gray kitchens. Have you been in a lot of gray kitchens? So like everything's painted gray. Everything's gray. You got gray countertops, you got gray cabinets, maybe gray backsplash, obviously the stainless steel appliances in some of the upscale homes. It's just my cooking gray. My cooking apron is Macy gray. <laughs> that's what i listen right? to in the background when i cook i listen to george when i uh when i decorate and macy gray when i cook
0: if you have a gray kitchen you have to that's the finishing put. but what you're telling me now is i can't have i can no longer
1: have a gray kitchen They're definitely becoming less popular and something else that might be starting to date itself are all white interiors and i know you've seen this a lot of homes are just um you've got white walls white countertops white cabinets in the bathrooms so it's a little funny because this uh This Insider.com article lays out gray kitchens are going out, but so are all white interiors. So they almost make it seem like all these new houses had gray kitchens, but white everything else.
0: Very curious to see what's coming
1: in to replace white and gray, but go on. So this is one that might hit a little close to home for some people. This is where we really get into not just, you know, surfaces in the home, but actually like furniture and things you might have even bought recently. It says the mid-century modern furniture trend may finally be over, and one expert says we're shifting away from the Mad Men look, and spaces dominated by walnut wood, spindle legs, and geometric prints. Okay. Do you have any uh, Mad Men style furniture? These things that look like they might be from the the late '50s, early '60s. Mad Men. Yes, I, I have a couple. I actually have a a wooden table of my grandma's
0: that I'm. Slowly but surely, uh, bringing back to life. Uh, it's kind of a garage project, but I guess instead of keeping that keepsake, I I think, I guess Dan's just saying, go rent a wood chipper and it'll make some good firewood here in a few months.
1: I'll never forget you. <laughs> now, oh well, I tried. Now here's one that hits close to home because uh, when we recently purchased our house, it was something we really fought for—fought the uh, the people building the house to make sure we had it. And that sex swing, almost um, barn doors. It says okay, <laughs> close. Same thing. Barn doors could be replaced by other types of statement entryways, and I never actually considered barn doors a statement entryway but i always liked them because they don't swing out or swing in they don't take up a lot of real estate especially if you have narrow hallways or just hallways that get a lot of traffic these barn doors anyone who doesn't know what they are they just kind of slide along the wall you got rails on the outside of the of the door frame and they just slide open and shut they're really really convenient i kind of hate that they're telling me they're not good anymore you know, being stupid as I am
0: about this stuff, my my only thought here is that these are things that used to be uh, very... Okay, all, you know what this it reminds me of? It reminds me of Lambo doors, right? Because like Lambo doors, for anyone who listens to rap, used to be like a statement thing because they were on Lambos. But once people figured out how to put them on 1986 Crown Victoria's, you know, they just kind of lost their razzle dazzle. So I'd imagine that at one point, getting a fancy pants barn door meant that you had to go to Pottery barn or some crazy place up north of town that you know i'm I'm not really allowed into anymore for reasons I'd rather not disclose. But now I can go to Walmart and I can get sliding barn doors
1: that probably is
0: an indicator that they should be on this list, I'm assuming,
1: yeah, I guess you're right with the obviously with the name barn doors they. That's not just describing how they open and close, but at one point that was describing what they actually looked like. Maybe they were reclaimed wood yeah. off of, you know, old 18 barn from the 1800s. Like we knocked down the barn, but you know what? That's now how we get in the backyard. You know what I've been thinking about is the the old inset doors that my
0: grandma used to like have. Like the pocket the doors. Ones where you, pocket doors. Yes, it was kind of the same idea as barn doors but you had to like pull the little little metal notch out to like get them and then they never they because we saw them we were children they were already decades old they never quite clicked in so like you're kind of in the bathroom nervous in case someone tries to open the pocket door (laughs) door's not yeah door's not locking uh door's not
1: locking man yeah functionally Uh, the same thing um but i guess the barn doors are this uh this decades pocket doors maybe those will make a comeback
0: yeah, well obviously that's that's got to be the next thing is pocket doors are on your your, your top seven list we'll I'm assuming. see we've got two more to go here
1: in the bottom seven along with lambo doors right <laughs> you never know number six accent walls likely won't be as trendy this year so this is funny because it did say that your white walls white everything are going out of style but it's also saying accent walls which typically is like one color that pops out. So you might have all white walls everywhere, but then you have that blue wall in the dining room or the red wall in the living room, something that just really pops. And they say that's going out, out of trend too. So that's interesting. I'm very confused. At this point, I'm just imagining a
0: man sitting in a vacuum, like a white void. And that's, that's what's, well, that's not even in trendy because it's white. So his void has to be like, obsidian right is is that i mean i'm very confused about what we're supposed to be living in at this point this list is eliminating everything Well, we've
1: eliminated everyone uh but if anyone's left standing i'll let you know here number seven the last <laughs> and final trend going out of style might eliminate that last person because according to insider.com matching furniture sets may start to look dated Okay,
0: okay. I'm very. I'm. You're. You're starting
1: to really like this. Nilus is not. So when you go to, you go to, you know, lay your head in bed tonight, and you look around and you say, you know, we saved up all that money so that our dresser and our nightstand could match one another. Got that same set, and now Dan just told us that like, can't do that anymore. Another one for the wood chipper, Jack.
0: I, I guess so. I guess I just have to light this whole house on fire, is what you're telling me. That's right. You will. Um, okay. <laughs> so because embers, embers—that's what's in. Well, smoldering embers. That's the
1: hot new trend. I'll tell you what's the hot trend because now we're starting at the new things coming in. So we got seven of these to go. So the first one, this one's kind of the hippity dippity. You can see how maybe some of those, some of those libs in California, influencing this one because natural fabrics are gaining popularity over synthetics. It's a lot to do with the growing awareness of environmental issues, and one expert says he foresees a trend for using more sustainable materials and natural fabrics in the home. Okay, I like it. I like it too. Now we're talking furniture, and this is one that I've not seen inside homes, but maybe that's because I'm not hip enough. But wicker and rattan, I believe is how it's pronounced, furniture will likely be trending. So Ratten furniture is made from woven palm stems, and wicker pieces are typically made from woven willow twigs. And both of these styles are lightweight and can work indoors and outdoors. And this, this one's funny to me because I remember my grandma had a lot of wicker furniture out in her patio. And it always – she had it painted, and I felt like every couple years we had to repaint it because it just always would fade and chip away. And now I'm hearing it's coming into style, and I never knew – well, I never knew it was a style to begin with. I just thought it was like what grandma had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bohemian, I think. God, I'm way out of my element here. I'm just going to start throwing out phrases and terms that I don't know. But
1: this this does not look like comfortable furniture. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, and, and some of these things, and I don't know if this is what's l- lending to that, but a lot of these things I'm going to go through here, not all of them, but number of them are more economical choices. So I'm wondering if a lot of these things are almost leaning towards people maybe being a little more thrifty or, or repurposing things a little more than they did before. And maybe that, you know, lends to it. Maybe, you know, okay, yeah, we'd love to have this solid wood, multi-thousand dollar furniture that's going to last a lifetime, but hey, I don't got that kind of money and this wicker stuff looks nice. So maybe that's the way to go.
0: No, that's a good point. I feel as if there are several trends where the trend is to to market towards a broader Uh, you know, customer base. So I guess that makes sense. What you're saying. Well, I'm just scared. I'm just scared. This whole episode is scaring me. We're, what is happening here? We're, we're, we're talking about fancy things, Dan.
1: All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get dirty. How about that? Because okay. As I mentioned, the mid century modern styling is going out, but how about coming in is industrial styling. So industrial interior style often incorporates elements such as exposed stonework high ceilings, wood, and metal elements, and also neutral colors. So I almost picture like, uh, have you ever seen where they use like metal uh, plumbing pipes to create like elbows and edges kind of around the uh, corners of tables and stuff? Yeah, so I am a, like I said, I'm an an
0: idiot about all of this, but one thing I like to do, well actually two things I like to do, because I've I've built a lot of shelves using uh, iron pipes. But the other thing I like to do is use uh, very uh, kind of raw wood. I've done that several times when I've built different projects. And one of my favorite things to do, whenever I'm making like shelving, is use the uh, the pipe, like you're saying, for the you know the framing. And then I use a technique called Shosugi Bon, mm. which is really it's it. This was this was on your HGTVs and whatnot several years ago but it's basically an old Japanese technique of setting wood on fire, burning it to make it like, give it a really cool, te- almost like a finished texture. And, uh, you know, to me, it's just using a propane torch and being a 13 year old boy and just sitting there, just b- blowing things, <laughs> blowing fire on wood and then saying, Hey, this is art. This is a uh, highly functional art that I'm doing, but it actually looks pretty. It makes the wood look really cool. And you sand off the, the ashes and you kind of clean it up and it it looks pretty awesome. Sounds like I have an idea for what you need to do to granny's
1: table. Oh yeah. I should, uh, before I throw industrial up before I throw it in the wood chipper, I'll set it on fire is what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Now the next one on here, I just told you you don't have gray kitchens anymore. And this is interesting. I'm not sure I like this one, but this is what insider.com says. It says green cabinets could be one of the biggest kitchen trends of the year. Green is in the color green? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, color green. We're not talking about sustainable wood or anything. It's actually saying don't paint those cabinets gray, paint them green.
0: Try to find the least sustainable wood that you can, is what you're saying, and then paint it green. Yes, with a uh, highly toxic epoxy. Okay, good. Check and check. What I don't understand about that, though, Dan, is that you're telling me that Madman is going out of style. But, like, Green Kitchen really
1: seems very 1950s. Yeah, you did, did have almost, it, it seemed like autumn colors. That's the best way to describe it. We're really big then. You've had your oranges and your kind of golden yellows, not bright yellows. And, yeah, kind of uh, kind of hunter green. That seemed like something that would have been big then. Hmm, interesting. Your list is, your, your, your top seven, bottom seven is falling apart. Hey, this I'm, is uh, insider, Insider.com. This is from the experts, not from me. Um, oh, Okay. So uh, almost there here. We got the rustic ceramics may edge out smooth tiling in the kitchen. So if you have one of those backsplashes that's smooth, maybe it needs to be a little more rustic going forward. And the best way I can describe these are if anyone's seen these ceramic tiles that have like patterns on them. Like each tile has a pattern, um, could be like a fleur-de-lis or could be something a little more symmetrical, but it's very... It makes for a very busy look. I'll put it that way. Are you looking at a picture of one?
0: I am. And uh,
1: yeah, okay. This looks cool. Kind of looks retro to me, I think. Ooh, retro. I like where you're going with that because that's where we're headed on these last two. So this is one that caught me off guard. But then as I read a little bit more, it felt like it made some sense. Peel and stick wallpaper will likely be trendy this year. Wallpaper. Okay. Self adhesive, removable wallpaper is gaining popularity with people who rent or are looking for low commitment ways to upgrade their living mm-hmm. space. That's where it starts to make sense. Yeah, rent. Yeah, that that makes perfect. Well, it makes perfect sense
0: also because you're telling me that you can't use any color, so like I might as well use uh, removable wallpaper because this this uh, trend thing is.
1: Uh, v- very uh, all over the place. It is. And that's that's one of the things they said here is you can get creative and simply peel it off when you get tired of it. A really cheap option and supposedly lets you look at, look pretty cool when you put the, the right textures up, I guess. Okay. And the last one, and when you said kind of retro feeling, this is really what I had in mind. And the new trend, let me know if you've heard this one before. Grand millennial, have you heard that term? I have not. What about granny chic? Also, no. The granny chic style is rising in popularity. Think floral wallpapers, antique paintings, delicate china, crocheted throws, and vintage touches with a whimsical flair. Like I'm thinking I'm thinking doilies, right? <laughs> <sighs> Damn This I, is insider.com's no, number one trend that you will see this year. Like you are going oh to go into God. homes this year because now I'm you've, going defeated, all the homes. you've defeated COVID and now you're going to start going into random homes in your in your town and knocking on doors and you're going to see Granny Chic.
0: Oh, Dan, feeling like I need to take
1: away your driver's license, <laughs> your sh- your show driver's license. All right, all right, all right. Let me let me make it up to you because okay. There's one thing that I did not have on either of these lists, and I'm trying to decide if that's because this design trend is timeless or because it's something that just absolutely never will be in style, so it's not worth mentioning. Okay. And that's something that I'll bring up next. I don't want to reveal it what it is now, but it's something that I feel like you, pr- you either, okay, it's one of those things that you either are all in on this design style or all out. So there, can't wait to share it with you coming up next that
0: but first Dan I have a little bit of experimental ambient music all the way from Brazil for you this is a new artist by the name of you're on the fastest available route and a very thematic band name song situation here because the song is take the first exit and that's here right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Your FAR. You're on the fastest available route with Take the First Exit. Just a little bit of ambient experimental music from Brazil,
1: Dan. What did you think? I loved it. I love the international flair. We've got from the Great White North and now the uh, the Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. All over the map. So
0: hope everyone enjoyed that. And without further ado, Dan. Tell us
1: the trend that you are just not sure about. Yeah, well, you know, the last segment got a little deep, maybe hit a little too close to home. And unfortunately, I think this one might too, for some people and other people might be able to join me in bewilderment of how this is even a trend to begin with. And what I'm talking about, Jack, are inspirational household signs. And I'm going to start this by saying, the dear listener is either part of an inspirational sign household or part of a non-inspirational sign household. There is no middle ground. So we're just talking what we're talking about is text. Text, text on things. Is that is that the text what you're saying on things? Anyone who's not familiar, maybe you visited a home or seen something on a wall or sitting on a shelf, and it's usually made of wood or faux wood, and it has, like you said, text, maybe something like live, laugh, love, mm. or Home is where the heart is. Those seem like two common ones. Mm-hmm. And actually, what these kind of remind me of—I don't know if you had these in every classroom of ev- every elementary school—but the the cat hanging on the hanging on the clothesline and it says "Hang in there." Kind of, but closer to the uh, the thing that was—I
0: feel like it was big in the '90s. I feel like the "Hang in there" cat was more '80s. Okay. Whereas in the '90s, we got these inspirational. Pictures that would have like a horizon, and there would be some Ooh. word that's like creativity. Tread <laughs> your own backyard, like something you know, really go get them kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and I I almost wonder if those were the precursors to yes some of these signs we're about to get into because we were children growing up seeing those, and then now as our generation has progressed into home ownership now we feel like we have to kind of recreate that feeling that those signs gave us in the classrooms in our households, do you think? Perhaps. Perhaps. There? there, There's something there, yeah. Okay, so I've never owned one of these, but I've always had a strange fascination when visiting friends or, or family and seeing signs in their homes. And I often will take pictures or kind of take mental notes when I see some of these funny ones. So I wanted to share some that I've actually seen out in the wild with you. And the first one, always good for a good chuckle, I don't need an inspirational quote. I need coffee. <laughs> oh, edgy, right? Because you get it. It's an inspirational quote, but they're saying they don't need one. It hurts so bad. <laughs> that one was bad. Um, how about this? It's a good day to have a good day. Okay. I mean, how can that not brighten your mood? It's you see that on brightened. the wall every day. I'm brightened right now. Okay. Here's one for the tough situations. Everything is figure outable. It's funny because it's not a word, but you know what it means. It's, it's like planning ahead. You know things will get tough, so you hang this on the wall so that when things do get tough, you kind of look over there and just uh, you nod to the sign and say, yeah, you know what? It is. I think it's funny because it's true. Oh, everything is outable, Jack. You remember that. All right, here's my personal favorite, and this is one that makes you a little uncomfortable when I saw it. Um, it was in a friend's <laughs> house, and it says, Get naked. Just kidding. This is a half bath. Oh, Dan. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like sometimes you don't like doing business in the throne when it's not your own. But then you read that and no matter how bad your bathroom experience was, you're going to have no choice but to laugh.
0: I don't have a choice.
1: You're taking you have that- to laugh when you see that. Taking right? my choice away now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. But, you know, maybe someone has uh, that's listening never had the pleasure of visiting a house or seeing a house. <laughs> okay. Maybe you visited a house. <laughs> so, so let's do, okay. Maybe they've not visited a house like the one I'm about to describe. Okay. Thank you for you the You go inside and it has the sign that says farmhouse. Yes. Even though it's, you know, a suburban spec home sitting on a cul-de-sac and dallas but farmhouse right right but that's okay if you've never seen one of those in the wild Um, but there is something that recently seemed to take uh, at least my neighborhood by storm and driving through some some other areas of town i've seen them too and this is something that whether you've been in the farmhouse or just driven through a neighborhood you will have seen these pop up recently and these are the outdoor wooden signs not always inspirational but always welcoming jack are you familiar with the welcome sign? Yes. outside doors. Yes.
0: Dan, this is all bad. This is uh, to answer your question you posed earlier. This is all bad. Every, every single one of them is bad. And I'm ready. I'm ready to rant now. Okay. Because, tell me about it. Like you mentioned the hang in there kitty, which is quaint. was quaint from the eighties. We're, we're fine with that. Uh, there, this is a bit, okay. This is not an indictment on any one group of individuals. This is a pretty much an indictment on all of them because like having these signs of uh, the, the signage with text in your homes, in front of your homes. And there's a lot of other places where we just, it's unneeded and like, in, in very much the same way that, people in general have decided to embellish their their houses with witty sayings somewhere in this world there's a 13-year-old prepubescent who's walking into a spencer's gift who's looking at a t-shirt that says something like my level of sarcasm is based on your level of stupidity and he's looking at that shirt saying yes that's the message that I need to give to society. Take my $29.99 plus tax right now. And somewhere else, there's some absurd 45-year-old man who's angry at the world. And he's buying a shirt on some patriot website that says,
1: I'm politically incorrect. I say Merry Christmas. God bless America. Stand for the flag. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Like, and he's, he's like,
1: yes, I need to put this message on a shirt, on my person and bring it into the world.
0: And they're both wrong. Just as much so as the people who have not one or two bumper stickers, but they have like so many bumper stickers that you don't know what the color of the rear of their vehicle is anymore. That's a crazy person. And it's too much. Like, we don't need any of those things. We don't. We As much as we don't need witty sayings. in in houses and when he's saying in front of houses, we don't need any of it. We just don't. I mean, like, do you you remember like craft stores like before? Like, I feel like craft stores, I was in a craft store the other day. And like, I remember when craft stores were places where you would go to buy materials to build crafts, but now you go into these places and, All they are, are places that sell these, these signs that you're talking about, whether it's signs, (laughs) rows and rows of signs, they're already made. They're, they're, they're made, you know, uh, mass produced somewhere else. Right. You know, so these aren't even things that people are painting these things on. They're just buying them. And like, if, if your personality or your identity or your opinion is store bought and mass produced, you have to question that you should, I'm just I don't I'm I'm just so like I'm over this. I'm over front porch signs. I'm I'm over like they're okay. Like if you want to have God bless this mess or some little old time like quaint thing somewhere on a plate that's hung up on your grandma's kitchen wall, fine, cool. But like there's there's too much of this. We don't we don't need messages on shirts or on walls or on signs that you bought at the hobby store for 20 buck you know it's just we don't need this we don't need any of it dan
1: so it sounds like what you're saying to me is you need some pointers so that you can decorate your house with these signs the right way Mm. yes dan that's exactly what i just said that's exactly (laughs) what i said i did do some research along with the last article and this one it's a little more pointed a little more specific because if anyone has listened to this segment and either is an inspirational quote sign person or we've encouraged you to become one Perhaps we can give you some pointers. And this is courtesy of again, not me designsimple.com. And as very apropos for the name of the website, tip number one is to keep it simple because they say keeping it simple not only applies to each vignette because you have to comp- you have to build vignettes in your house Jack. But keeping it simple not only applies to each vignette, but to each room. Because each room probably only needs one to three signs. That's just enough. Unless you like to have your friends and family walking around it like it's a museum. <laughs> that's what the article says. Why are you doing this to me, Dan? So you don't think that every room needs one to three signs. Uh, and you don't think that's keeping it simple. How many? Okay, so three signs in every room. How many,
0: how many houses? How many rooms does a house have? Is like five I or mean, six
1: yeah 4 to 4 to 6 or 7 I'm talking like 18 i need 18 signs with sayings okay. so you uh you were just at the store what do these signs run i mean are they are they cheap like can we uh cycle through some of these ever, depending on the season uh, i i i yes
0: you know I've, i'm sure they have fantastic uh financing options for you you know you got you got your coupons your coupons
1: i'm sure how about this because we do have lots of these signs, it's best to group them together. So,
0: I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for what Dan's doing to us right now.
1: No, no, no. It's a public service. Yeah. Well, what I just did was too. If you have a lot of these wood signs already, try grouping them together. Signs that are similar or have a similar look hmm. are best placed in a group, or you can create a gallery wall. Cool. Oh. So that's a good way to get all of those signs into a small space. So if you have a small house, consider a gallery wall so that all of the inspirational quotes are grouped together. Just make sure it's not a shiplap wall, as we learned today. That's right. Wood on wood is never a good option. OPA. Try signs on a table instead of a wall. And this works especially good for signs with quotes. So if you have no wall space left, Jack, have no fear. Just start putting these signs on all available surfaces. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Got it. Here's thinking outside the box. Place them with similar items that are non-signs. So that's kind of a creative thought here. Okay. And the author says in their kitchen, the dairy sign with the cow looks great on their open shelving next to their cow creamer. Well, that's inspirational and creative. So, so creative and inspirational. Another obvious placement for a wood sign is our home sign. This is from the author. It's in the entryway and the first thing we see after a long day. <laughs> She's always kept a home or a welcome sign at their entryway because it just feels natural. It does. So just in case, Jack, you forgot where you're at when you walk in your front door, here's a subtle reminder. This is home. I'm... I'm sure I'll have Alzheimer's any day now, and that'll be super helpful. And last but certainly not least, and this is uh, really getting creative. It says, think outside the box. Uh, Taco just because Bell. A s- hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hungry. Yeah. It says, just because a sign has a certain theme, wording, or quote, doesn't always mean it will look best in that space. Sometimes it's more fun to think outside the box. For instance, this author says, with our farmer's market sign – I originally thought it would go great in the kitchen. However, when decorating my DIY potting bench, (laughs) I wanted a cute sign for one of the shelves and thought the farmer's market sign would work great. Now, of course, there's no farmer's market in my backyard, but there is a garden, so that counts, right? Wink, smiley face. Even if the arrow is pointing in the wrong direction. So, Jack, this is like putting that welcome sign or that home sign by the back door, it's so silly it just might work. Put it in the restroom.
0: You do know like we're both we're both vaccinated and you're going to have to see me in person very soon. And like And I know exactly what gift I'm going to get you. It's um I feel like I owe you a gift for doing this episode. And Is it a welcome sign to put by the back door? Uh that's one way to phrase it, Dan. That's <laughs> one way to phrase it.
1: So what do you think those are your tips for decorating with your wooden signs do you have any anything to add to decorating tips for wooden sign decorating? I'm
0: going it to give have to you be wood uh, hit the theme hit the bit theme because here is the bit. I'm going to give you a top 10 the men seeking tomahawks top 10 signs. These are signs that are better than all of the signs that Dan just told us about.
1: Oh, is that letterman uh, coming back from the dead here?
0: These are, he's not dead, sir. Uh, These are the signs that you should be using. If you're gonna, if you're you're going to do this, make your own sign, go buy some paint, do this your own self, get some, get some of that, rip the shiplap off the walls. You heathen, you don't need it there anymore. You need to make signs. So these are the signs. Number one, sorry, Miss Jackson, woo.
1: I like it. You walk if you're driving by a house in the suburbs, and you saw that, you'd 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 smile. You, you know, know what? You'd in your head you'd finish the you'd finish the rest of the verse. Top sign number two, Leroy Jenkins. I don't
0: want to be left Crickets. Thanks. Thanks Dan. <laughs> sign number three, Ah Macarena.
1: Oh, now now that's in my wheelhouse. I can do the dance while I'm driving. So these are signs that would uh, would make any front door far more welcome than a sign that says welcome. Sign number four. Yeet. Hmm. Just yeet. Always good. The just, kids would love that. That's one for the kids.
0: Just yeet for the kids. Sign number five. It puts the lotion in the basket. Well, that's one for the adults. I'm imagining... That uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the mailman, all of them—they—they they might not. They just might not. They you saw might not that. get the. You might not get the package from Amazon that day. Yeah, that might. Uh, that might change things for visitors. Because let's be honest, what does that welcome
1: sign mean, really? Hey, you know they do encourage you to put no solicitation signs on the front door, but that actually could take the place of one. That is the no solicitation <laughs> sign. Sign number six, Carol effin' Baskin. Ooh, that's, uh, that might already be a dated reference, even more so than Sorry Miss Jackson. Hmm, I have more, I have more
0: dated references, because that's me. Sign number, I forgot what number it is. Seven. Autobots roll
1: out. Hmm, that is a dated reference. Is it? They're still making those movies, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's one for the adults and the kids. Okay.
0: I mean, it gives you the, uh, you know, you see that sign. You just, you're curious now to think, is that house a transformer?
1: Hmm. It might be. Like what happens when you ring the doorbell? There's only one way to find out. Yeah, maybe that's it. Sign number
0: eight. And this is, uh, this is just a helpful tip because if you are going to grace the world with signage, why not make it? Highly functional, and uh, this this sign just broke my desk. This sign will give people the website that they need. This is the most useful website in the world. The sign reads Zombocom because you Visit it now. You can do anything at Zombocom. So if I drive by your house and I see Zombocom and I don't know what that is, now I know what that is. Quite so you frankly, know it's friendly.
1: You know, it's a oh, friendly yeah. household. let go friendly.
0: Sign number nine.
1: Anyway, here's Wonderwall. You know who wouldn't like that? Who? Green Day. Didn't they get accused of ripping off that song with When September Ends?
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
1: Well, So everybody will feel at home at your home. Except Billy Joe. Or Billy Joe. What about Flea? That's a different band, isn't it? Different band, Dan. Mm. And finally... Sign number 10, the dude abides. Now that's one that everyone will enjoy. Those are all signs that you should, you should make those signs and send us pictures. And just line them, line them up across the front of your house, actually. You can have them all at once. Nail them to your roof. So or only- you can go to our Etsy store, etsy.com slash tomahawks and pick all of those up yourself. We have one of those. You were telling me you had some free time. You think you could uh, get to work? Sure, I could. All right. Dan, this was, uh, this was quite a show we just did. Let me tell you. I feel like we've made each other better. And hopefully, if just one listener takes something away from this, then I feel like we've succeeded. That's all we needed.
0: And much like a well-decorated home, the men seeking tomahawks have immaculately decorated your soundscape once again. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast app. Become a tomahawk seeking person by joining us on the social channels. And to hear more from the musicians featured on today's program, go to
1: menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, your house is your home. I'm Dan. Oh, okay. Dan.